0: That people that pray a lot, they don't have word. And people that have word a lot, they know they pray like that. So, but I mean, Pastor Nelson is one of the many examples that I saw, you know, alongside many other people, that okay, the word and prayer, you know. Reverend Took says, Um, a man of God I respect, he says, it's a word and spirit. There must be that balance. You know, if you feel upon the word, you know, how did he put it? If you Okay, he said if you feel upon the word and without the spirit, you swell up. And if you feel upon the spirit, without the word, you blow up. So you have to have that solid balance. Have that solid balance. And Pastor Nelson, you're welcome to this. I feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're just gonna gist, right? Um we've tried to give this thing structure. This gist. We'll tried. I've, I've I've tried my best, but let's just start. You know. Let me start with this John Wesley quote, right? John Wesley said, John Wesley was a, is it private? It was a minister in the 80s or 60s, I don't know. He says, It seems God is limited by our prayer life and that he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll, the, books, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 115, I hope you guys have your notes, your Bibles. Don't be looking at me, don't waste this feast. All right. The Bible says, am going Psalm 1, 5, verse 16. I don't want to quote it. I'll just... Oh, the Bible says, the heaven of the heavens... I'm already quoting it. Okay. And the earth. Amen. 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 The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth has He given to the children of men. All right? And you know, we look at that with um, what the Lord says to Adam. He says, um, um, speaking about giving him dominion over everything on earth, you know. So it seems as though, is there a, is there a separation? Is it that, but God is sovereign, right? So what's the personality? I'm, I'm trying to at you, right? Let's start from here. Is it that heaven is for the Lord, earth is for man, man can do any he likes, and uh, it's separate, you know? Um, I mean, does that answer the question for why there's evil in the world? Does that answer the question of why um you know the devil still has a foothold in many things in this earth you know what let, let's explore that let's start from there amen okay so that's a very broad question i think the theological concept is theodicy
1: is um the answering the question of evil in this world so the heavens is the lord but the earth has he given to the sons of men right first of all that scripture does not in any way contradict The fact that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the worlds and they that dwell therein. The heavens is the Lord; the earth is the Lord. But He has ceded dominion to man. All right. He has ceded dominion to man. So, um, let me give a good example. If you, if you lease, if you, if you give your car to someone, right? And you tell the person, you know, I'm going to give you this car. You're going to use it for a period of two months. The car is still yours. And if the person says, if the person meets someone else and they say, Oh, is this your kind? The person says, Yes, the person is not necessarily lying as well. So the heavens is the Lord, but the earth has He given to the sons of men. God has put it in such a way that the earth, He gave dominion and responsibility on the earth to man. So because God honors His word, God will not do anything on the earth without a man partnering with God. If God does, not just God, if any spirit does anything, no spirit can do anything on the earth except he partners with a man. Are you with me? So when you say um, the God of this world has blinded their eyes so that they, they will not see the light of the glorious gospel of in Christ Jesus. When Satan blinds the eyes of men, the more men Satan has in a territory, the more he has hold over that territory. The more God has men in a territory the more God has hold over that territory. And not just men, men that are consecrated and sold out to his will. Are you with me? Men that are, because, um, you know, I heard a man of God say something that is actually true. You can be born again and momentarily be an agent of the devil. It means that you give yourself to the cause of the devil.
0: I mean, if you went to... Do you want to go deep into that?
1: Yeah, I just want to give an example. It would be a case of if you know, you know. So some of us probably might have been in universities where they gave a policy that students must not pray together. You are disturbing. How many of us can relate to stuff like that? Okay. If you don't know, you don't. So they said students must not pray together. It might be good, but at that point you are being an agent of the devil. Right? And also God owns the heavens and the earth, but he has given man dominion on the earth. And God respects his jurisdiction. Now, why that is important is because God gave man free will. God does not want robots serving him. And that also answers the question of evil. I always, I always put it this in two ways. Why exactly does... It's a holistic question, so I'm trying to answer it from every point of view. Or it's a whole question, not holistic. It's a whole question. Um, why, when people now ask, why does evil happen on the earth? Two reasons, majorly. Number one, we live on a fallen earth, which was caused because a man fell, which is Adam. The man that God gave dominion on the earth or over the earth. And then he fell. Therefore, because he fell, creation also fell. Because he fell, death was introduced, sickness was introduced. Many other things were introduced. And when we have that, another another reason why um, evil also happens is because there's the free will of man. There's the free will of man. Man can decide and say, you know what? I'm gonna cause pain. So, a lot of people ask things like, why do bad things happen to good people? That question is faulty. Bad things happen to everybody, but in varying degrees. So, when someone, um, a drunk driver runs into a woman and her children, someone else says, why did God not stop it? Well, the man has free will. God cannot always interject. Man can choose. God wants man to choose him. So, if... If man does not choose God, man cannot be said to love God. You cannot say your phone is obedient because there can only be obedience when there is a choice for disobedience. Are you guys with me, please? There can only be obedience when there is a choice for disobedience. So, bringing it back, God has already decided that, you know what? The heavens is mine, the earth is mine, but I'm going to give the earth to man so that man is going to... use his free will on the earth. And then for God's will to be done on the earth, man, because God has given him free will, man has to partner with God for God's will to be done on the earth. And not just man, rather, for even the will of the devil to be done. Man has to partner with God. I'm going to end with this verse of scripture. You know, in First Corinthians, First Corinthians, Paul said, you know, you were carried away unto dumb idols, even as you were what? Led. Are you guys with me? Even as you were led. And then it, the word led is the same word with as many as are led by the Spirit of God. And when we see the context of as many as are led, the context, of course, was refusing iniquity and choosing righteousness. So everybody is led. The question is what is leading you? So um the unbeliever is led by the God of this world, by the forces of this age. The believer should be led by the Spirit of God. And the believer can choose not to be led by the Spirit of God and partner with the devil. So for God's will to be done on the earth, men have to partner with God. And let me just enter one question you ask along the line. One primary
0: way to partner is prayer. I hope I did well. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, mean, even on the salvation plan, you can see it, right? So if God was to save mankind, why did God need to become a man? Why did God need to become flesh? Don't scatter everything. I know myself. I would destroy this. I would start it all over. You know, but the Lord, has, like Pastor Nelson has, has explained and expounded, the heavens is Lord, but he has leased the dominion on earth to man. You see it in Genesis also too. So you see that even for the salvation of Israel, a man, Moses, you see, it's, it's littered. That's why if you read the Bible carefully, you see it. It will be unmistakable. That man has to partner with God. You know, who killed Jesus? Men, right? But you know, is it? Is it, I don't know if it's 1 Corinthians or Second Corinthians, where Paul was saying that. I didn't know. I didn't know they were they not, not crucified, crucified. The Lord of glory. So you see that there was a partnership, you know, between emphasizing what he was saying, in fact, that, you know, um, the prince of the power of this... Uh, the, the principle of the power of the air, it controls, you know, the, the heart of men. But even at that, it's not forceful control, though. It's a partnership. You know, a lot of times it's led by the desires of the heart. You know, the lust of life. You know, it's it's a partnership. Sorry, I was wondering why. I thought the slides were not on. Amen. So, you know, it's a partnership. Um, And even going deep into, this is not part of a book. Believers partnering with the devil unknowingly. You know, when you drag men of God on social media, you're partnering with the devil. You don't know it, but the PR of God, you are staining it. You know, when you dishonor the church, when you dishonor the people of, that God died for, you know, when you say some on, on whole things about the church, about God, you know, some of us, we watch blasphemous shows. We propagate it. You know, we spread some cross-dressing people. It's funny because they dance a certain way and their dance is popping. I don't care if their dance is popping. They're spreading an agenda and I'm partnering by sharing this. Sometimes, innocently so, but you're partnering with the devil. Do you understand? And it seems like almost, people, it's as if people don't know. Because like, like Pastor was joking the other day, my pastor, where at award shows, you know, seeming they'll say, oh, I just want to give glory to God for this award. God, thank Say carry this thing, give to the devil that gave you the inspiration. But I looked at it again, I said, it seems as though they don't realize that, you, know, you don't realize who you're working for. A lot of our faves are working for the devil. Let me, let me say something to that. You know, NIV puts this scripture this way. Second
1: 2 Corinthians 2.11. It's says, KJV says, um, you know, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Right? NIV puts it this way. In order that Satan might not outwit us. For we are not unaware of his schemes. You see, um, if you, the word advantage is a military term. is a military term. So, when we give the devil a foothold, we give the devil an advantage over us. What we do, whether we know it or not, is partnership. Because we are living in a war front. There are two forces that are consistently clashing. Of course, victory has been prophesied at the end for the church, right? But two forces are consistently clashing. Darkness is consistently clashing with light. And how they will win is by winning the hearts of men. So, you know, even about the cross-dressing thing you spoke about, I remember, I can't remember, there's a lady, she used to send me some funny... Was, and I used to laugh about it until she sent BOB once, sent BOB twice. I said, Don't send this guy to me. He's not, whatever he does is not funny. He can never be funny. Don't send it to me. I can't remember. She sent it. I was now curious one day. I went to one other upcoming guy's page. I went to the page. And then I, I saw mutuals. Uh uh. Who is mutually me that is following this person? Who are you there are some things I see. I see so-so person light. If we are close, I will enter and say, Are you okay? No, I'm not asking you, Are you okay? Like, How are you doing? I mean, is your head working? So, it, that the devil will not outwit us. And the context of that really was unforgiveness, right? Um, and even when, if we bring that into the context of, demonic oppression, casting out devils. The truth is, there are many things that start in the flesh that end in the spirit. Addictions, for example, some of them, they start in the flesh. Then you get to a point where a spirit says you have tried. I will let me, take it from let here. Let me help you take it Hold from here. Hold my beer. Hold my beer for me. Let me take it from here. Right? It's the same way. So, a lot of people don't know that Satan is looking... For who we give him space. You know, there's, there's someone that I've been talking to, you know, trying to help her grow spiritually. And, and it's like I've been saying it like the word of God. Now from clap, dance, they start, And she now texted me one day. She said, I found it in the Bible. Romans 6.19. So the truth is, if you give the flesh two inches, it will take two miles. If you give Satan an advantage consistently, You will be an agent of the devil, partnering with his plan, his purposes, and his will. Yet, you will be speaking
0: in tongues. Amen. Repent. Plans, purposes, and pursuits, but uh, be be on the right side. Amen, amen. I mean, some of it is even seemingly good stuff. It might be ambition. You know, it might be working for a company that is funding a terrible agenda. Silence fills the
1: room. You can't be a social media manager for a club. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. can't. Should I look? Are we, are we live yet? Great. <laughs> See, these days, it's difficult to be a believer and identify as a feminist. Hey, somebody's hot. It's fine. It's difficult. I'll tell you why. Because that 10 has lost meaning. There are many strands. I mean, when you go into social concepts, it has different strands, right? It has different strands. Just like feminism has different strands. I believe if you are a believer, you cannot be a believer and not hold to the good core tenets of feminism. I mean, you cannot believe in the equal opportunities for women and all those things. You cannot believe in subjugating women unjustly if you are a properly taught believer. But today, being a believer means, being a a feminist means different things. So you need to be careful what you identify as. You need to be careful. So being a believer means, being a feminist, for the most part, these days, a Twitter feminist, let me be more specific, means that... A military feminist. Means that you, somebody put, he said, "All, all you need to know about my posts, I'm a woman and I hate men. I'm a feminist and I hate men. And she said, the the thing, you know it's in the crack up." She said, the institution of marriage should be scrapped. Somebody now went and brought her marriage picture This you? and posted it. So the lady was now there and she was just talking. And the thing is this. For example, if you want to be a Twitter feminist, you must agree to abortion. You must agree to abortion. It's like we have not submitted our hearts to the word of God. That's why every three markets days, we're talking of cohabiting. Right, yeah, um, you know, you, they talk about uh, you must support abortion. You must have a certain disgust towards men. And they, so these days, because of the integrity of God's word and what you stand for as a believer, you need to be careful of what you identify. Some of us just retweet things without knowing the
0: agenda at the back. You not say one rubbish that retweeting does not endorse the or guy endorses, <laughs> <laughs> right? We are living
1: in a war front. We are living in a war front. We are living in a... If you don't put the flesh under, you will be an agent of hell. And and, I know it sounds like, "Ah, this thing is too harsh. It's not a grace teaching. Good. See, if you feel attacked, you are the one we are talking to.
0: If you feel the arrow, push it.
1: See, don't dodge it. Just (laughs) let it hit you. Don't then thank God we have break. The break, don't go home. Just
0: sit down and count the costs. Think, think on these things. Let's right? move. Let's move. Right. Let's move. We are delving. We have diverted for a while. I believe that actually the Spirit of God wants to hit that home mm-hmm. for a lot of us. And it wants to do a flushing. You know. Pastor Nelson. So let's let's continue from where you know we stopped. So if God will do a thing on earth, man must partner. You know. A man of God. I, li- I like the quote you know that if there's a God to pray there, if there's a man to pray, there's a God, there's a God, to, God answer. to answer you know and if um, if God has a will, has something to do on earth, you know has an agenda, we must partner with it. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ. It means that the the, the, the ambassador cannot go to another country and be doing something that is opposite to the will of the nation that is coming from. You don't have any country you are coming back to. Do you understand? So your the agenda of your life is the agenda of God. What breaks the heart of God is what breaks your heart. What what makes what what pleases the Lord is what pleases your heart. You are here to further further the agenda of God here on earth. Do you understand that? And prayer is one way we do that. You know we're going to explore deeper into that right now. But let's even explore the heart of it like let it be that you desire to see the will of God done on earth. Amen. The Bible says that the desire of God is to see all men saved. saved. All men what? Saved. Some of you, you say you don't know the will of God. You don't you're trying to find the will of God for your life. We're actually going to enter into we're going to end this discussion with purpose and understand the will of God for your life and all that. But we already know the will of God for the earth. We already know the will of God for the world. We already know the will of God for this earth. All you have to do is to plug into it Yeah. and partner into it. Yeah. You know, it, it, I think, I, I don't know who said that thing, but it was like, if you want to know the will of God for your life, bring out a map, pick a country, go there and preach. I'm not saying that you should do that, but I'm just, the, the, the underlining principle is that you are called to preach. Go ye, therefore, making disciples of all nations. It's your, that's the job. That's the job. Amen? Yeah. All right, so let, let's, so let's, let's go further into prayer, Pastor Nelson. It sounds weird to ask, because it seems like everybody should know. But what, what What is prayer? What is prayer? Open your Bible. Hmm.
1: Okay. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Let me read the translation of the man for now. Let me use N.I. It says, If my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. So from this verse, one thing you cannot remove or separate from it is this. Prayer is humility. Prayer is humility. My people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Prayer is humility. In fact, devotion, I don't want to even, um, I I took a course last year. I was teaching a course. Devotion is humility. Every time you see them talk about fasting, they said we will humble ourselves. We will humble ourselves before the Lord. Right? And humble ourselves and then seek His face. And we'll humble ourselves in fasting. Fasting, prayer, devotion, everything. Is humility. Why? Because there is no spiritual exercise you do that changes God. It changes you. It changes you. And thank God we'll go to the how. Because a lot of people need to know the how. Um, a lot of people just... there's say how to pray. But we'll get to that. So... When it comes to prayer, prayer is humility. In prayer, what you do is, as you pray, you submit yourself to the influence of God. You submit yourself to the will of God. A man who does not pray is, pr- is proud. You know, um, uh, Dr. Ravi said this. He said, in prayer, we acknowledge our finitude and his infinitude. Basically. Therefore, when we, we therefore, it is wisdom to pray, because if God is the all-wise God and you are limited in wisdom, it is wisdom to subscribe to His wisdom. It is wisdom to subscribe to His ability in bring in bringing our shoulder part down and being making ourselves humble in the place of prayer. Praise Jesus. A man who is too busy for prayer is busier than God intended him to be. Yeah. So I hear a lot of people say things like, you know, because of my job, and, uh, so, you know, we need to advise some people, quit. <laughs> Just leave the job. See, if if you are too busy for prayer, you are busier than God intended you to be. Or you're irresponsible, one of the two. You're not managing your time well. The spare time, you're to watch film. Ah, if somebody just feels heart attack, it's a shot. Anyways, so this is the thing. What is prayer?
0: Amen. You know, knowledge, our own wisdom. You know, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. We are submitting what we think, what we think our own ability, what we think we could have accomplished with our own strength. We are submitting to the will and the ability of the Spirit of God. So, I'm not... When you're saying on a matter... Right, you're praying concerning a thing. It matters that it matters that I don't want to jump the gun to expectation, but it matters that it's expectation. So and I'm saying expectation in the real, in, in, in the sense of you're speaking to God. It's time to talk to your dad. Do you understand? It's time to communicate, it's time to humble yourself, it's a time to to just, just bath in in God. I don't know if um. So you need to, like like what Pastor Nelson has said already. Prayer is humility, and it's simple enough. It's simple enough to know that you are not capable to carry out either the agenda of God. You know, on Earth, even the agenda of the devil. The devil is helping these people. Say so you know. You cannot do it by yourself. It's humility. You know, and in a sense, you know, we spoke about this, this thing concerning prayer. And while in prayer, God answers, right? And in prayer, we see we see divine um, we see divine leading, right? In prayer, we see God do. You know, we see miracles, we see signs, wonders. But I mean, if you agree with me, we come from his side especially in Africa, where prayer has, has been seen as, you know, God just doing for us, not in also, for us. So, let's say, oh, Pastor, let's say, prayer is humility. I'm okay with that. I'm humble. I don't have money. Lord, I humbly ask. For I job. humbly request, you know, let me table this request for a new, new, new phone. you know, and... Let's, let's talk about the contrast of... Because God does do things for us while we pray. God does things for us while we pray. You know that, right? But also, there's another aspect where God does things in us as we pray. Let's, 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 let's strike that contrast and set that balance. All right. Uh, there's
1: something I even forgot, so I'm going to draw the line between that point and this. Um, Luke 6, he says, Men ought always to pray. It is an anomaly when men don't pray. If you don't pray, you will shock yourself. How many of us believe? How many of us can can testify? Raise your hand. I'm here. I'm raising my hand. If you don't pray, you will step out of your safe and say, would you? My God. You will shock yourself. Jesus. A lot of people ask questions like, if Jesus is God, why did he pray? Because he was Vera homo Verity. what does that mean he was truly God truly man as true as it is that he was God is as true as it is that he was a man all right so he was truly God truly man um because men ought always to pray he prayed are you guys with me please just answer me are you with me man of God please as true as it is that men ought always to pray. Your seat is here. Pastor You ben, told me to keep please. seat now. Why are you not? <laughs> guys, Help me appreciate Pastor and, Benjamin, and, yeah. please.
0: Thank you. He's the pastor of New Creation. City, City. Here in Abuja.
1: Uh, guys, I appreciate Pastor Benjamin
0: better. Come on, you can do better. Thank you. Love you. All right.
1: The Bible says um, Jesus prayed. In fact, the Bible says Jesus prayed all night. He prayed all night. I heard a man of God. He said, Every time you meet him and you say you are doing well, that you are doing well, he will go and he will pray all night. Another one say I'll be insulting you in my head. head. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, but this man of God, he said, he said he will go and pray all night. Because the truth is this: if you think prayer is just about doing well, after Jesus had reached the zenith of his ministerial CGPA, he had done crusades, he had done everything. Why did he go back and still pray all night? Jesus was God. Why did he pray? Because he was a man. And men ought always to pray. It's an anomaly when men don't pray. I think it's uh, Genesis 6 or so. said, and men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Listen, I'm um, coming to your question. You know, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, it says they were filled with the Spirit. And then you come back again to Acts chapter um, four. It says they were filled in the spirit. And I like to explain it because a lot of people think it's ankle level, knee level, or when they say filled, they think of a cup. That's not it. The word "filled" is "play role." It means influence. So in the Old Testament, the influence of the Holy Ghost was from outside in. So you will see that the Spirit of God came upon Shenaqaya and he began to pro. And somebody said, "Ojena more professor Anyway, go de- enter the matter. Anyway, all right, we'll do that in the evening. We'll not do that. I'm joking. I mean, we'll prophesy. We'll prophesy. know that we'll do that. Anyways, so some you 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 see somebody do all those things, right? The spirit, the influence of the spirit was from outside in. I personally believe that Samson was not both. Because why did they wonder what the source of his strength was if he was both? But you, the spirit of God, he will just shake himself. You say, "Waiting day here, yeah, wait." You know those people that want to fight, and they're looking for anything to. He just saw Jawbone, took it, slew three hundred men, and even finished. he went to the lion's Lab. So yeah, Samo, what's, what's doing? How? It's like J.B. now leaves this gate. He's not buff, right? No shade, just <laughs> praise Jesus. So, um. The Spirit of God influenced me, but in the New Testament, it is he that walks in you. Guys, are you with me? It is he that does what? That works in you. So, the walking of the Holy Ghost primarily is in the believer. The prophecy in Isaiah, he said that his days may be prolonged on the earth. How are the days of Jesus prolonged in the giving of the Spirit within us? Because we have the Holy Ghost, anything that was popular in the day of Jesus is popular. Is, anything that was possible in the days of Jesus is popular today. I'm heading somewhere. So we come to the New Testament. I mean, we see Jesus say that where I am, there you will be also, you know, things like that and all. The word influence is plural. It does not mean to pour water. It means influence. So the Bible says they prayed and they were filled again in Acts chapter 4. What does that mean? It means that yes, an influence came upon them and they spoke in Acts 2. But another influence has come again. So, because the Holy Ghost influenced people in the Old Testament from outside in, in the New Testament, the Holy Ghost influences men from the inside out. And remember, man has a will. So, when you pray, you stir up that influence. You stir up that influence. And, like I said, the reason why a cup is not even a good analogy is because the capacity of the human spirit is large. One man was possessed by a legion. That's about at least, at least 3,000 devils. At least 3,000 devils. So, think of the capacity of the human spirit. Your spirit is one with God. Guys, are you with me? Your spirit is one with God. So, like I said, think of the capacities of your spirit. And that is why, as you begin to stir up the influence of the Holy Ghost, You you know, a lot of people say things like, all the answers you need are in your spirit. Every time I do prophetic gram, most times I see the Holy Ghost is nudging people back to prayer. I'm confused, pray. I'm stranded, pray. I'm this one. pray. The problem is whenever we pray, we're only thinking of answers. We're not thinking of an influence. When you stir up the influence of the Holy Ghost, you are stirring up his doings. You are stirring up his workings. You are becoming more conscious of that influence, you know. Every time I think of the influence of the Holy Ghost, I think of Plerot that's stirring up an influence. I think of a verse in Proverbs. It says, who is he that has redness of eyes but he that has stayed long at the table? So, there's an influence you can stare when you pray 10 minutes. There's an influence you can stare when you pray when you pray two hours. There's an influence you can stare when you pray six hours. I heard a man of God say something. The people were saying, he said, if you tell me that you are confused, he said, I will not take you serious until I know you are ready to pray, more or less. He said, if you do... No, why am I saying, why am I even... You know, there's a way we can say some things and try and be sympathetic. This is what he said. He said, if you pray 10 hours for 21 days, half of your questions will be answered. The plan of... There's a map in your spirit. The plan of God is in your spirit. If you pray enough, all these all these things, addictions, habits, distractions, even all these dead ambitions we are always chasing. If you steer the influence enough... Remember, the the flesh was against the spirit. The spirit was against the flesh. But if you steer the influence, the predominant influence is the one that is going to rule your life. If you steer the influence of the Holy Ghost enough, many things will lose, they will break away for free. So when we are praying, we only think of, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me. Lord, I want, I want. Father, let it be. Father, it is done calm down. Sometimes, just go into the place of prayer and download something. Better, like my pastor will say, better is what prayer can do in you than what prayer does for you. Anything that is given to you can be taken away. But anything that is in it is yours for eternity. Someone said, when you see Jesus, you wish you could have gone back to do more. But you can't. And time is going. Today you are 25, tomorrow you are 40. Like this. Bro. People will say, I will serve God. Don't worry. I will take my time. No problem. I had, and I'm sorry. This has been our conversation for, let me just say this a man of God met somebody and he said, You know, now I'm 52, but when I was 18, the Lord was nudging me to go to Bible school. What do I do now? He said, Do whatever you want. It really doesn't matter. Do what you want. So, child of God, borrow, Lua. when it comes to prayer, the focal point of prayer is the spirit. The focal point of prayer is relationship with God. The focal point, prayer, relationship with the spirit being is definitely deeper than material things. There is more God wants to bet in you than give you a car and a house. Praise God.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Let's write on that. The, the, the scripture that changed my prayer life, you know, that just changed the idea of prayer in my head. It was simple. First Corinthians fourteen, verse. Where, where Paul was speaking on tongues. tongues, right? Praying in the That's true. We didn't even, There's three should, or four. Should we talk on praying in the spirit first before we let, before we jump into this? Maybe just. Let me just. Okay, let's let's just let's just talk about this for a bit. I think it's first Corinthians 14, 3 or 4. It's 4. four. He who speaks in an unknown tongue, he who speaks in a tongue, edifies himself. That's the, so it's 4A I'm looking at. Edifies himself. Oiko. Brick upon brick. To be built up. I mean, the man of God that, that that was just sharing this in a school fellowship where I walked into, you know, just I was like, wait. You mean, in all of his first thing that came to my mind was, read your Bible, pray every day, if you want to grow. I was like, Oh, makes a lot of sense now. You know, God, prayer is God's technology mm-hmm. to build the man in Christ. Yes, sir. It's God's way. It's the way of the believer. Do you understand? It's how, it's how it, it it's how Star do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's how, it's how God does these things in us. Listen to me. The manifestations of the Spirit, right, are the manifestations of what? The Spirit. Listen to that. It is of the Spirit. A lot of the needs that you have, a lot of the, well, how most which are petty anyways, like a, a lot and some which are grave, you know, a lot of the needs we have can be solved because if you look at where Paul was talking about in First Corinthians twelve, talking about you know the manifestations of the spirit, right? I mean, you talk about the walking of miracles, right? Talk about um, healing. Talk about. I mean, you say, "Oh, I'm sick. I have a sickness." It's in this spirit. The solution to most of the problem that we have is in this spirit. It's in this spirit. One of the feasts we had, we spoke about. The influence of the Spirit. And we liken it to wine. You know, we liken it to wine. It's a, it's a let me use a word that some of you might even find. One shot, the hyper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, let me liken it to the word yielding. You know, so look at it. When we talk about influence, we talk about humility. Can you tie the two together? So, you humble yourself under a greater power. You yield to make sure that that, that, um, that, a, that greater power is what has control, is what is dominant, is the dominant effect in your life. So, the fruits that you see in your life, the things that you see yourself manifesting, the, the direction in which your life is moving, is in the direction of what you are filled with. You know, Paul, you know, we, we spoke about the church in Ephesus, you know, Paul, okay, so Paul writes to the Ephesian church, in Ephesians chapter now I'm talking about where he was telling them. It when we're in yeah, it's five. Sorry. Yeah, do not be drunk with wine wearing his accents, but be filled with the Spirit. He's talking to a church that in the book of Acts you see is it Act um in the book of Acts he actually encountered this church and he had filled them with the Spirit. They were speaking in tongues already, right? He laid to them; they were speaking in tongues already. So, which one can be this gist again to be filled again? And Pastor Nelson has explained it there. That is the influence of the spirit. So, it's prayer is God's technology, once again, guys. It's, it's humility. It's to be influenced. So, you want to be influenced by the spirit? You want to be filled with the spirit? Pray. Pray. Can I, you, said, you know, you said we should share some experiences. So, I remember okay. I woke up one morning.
1: And then, as I woke up, what was on my spirit was the word of God. You know, the word of God was on my... Guys, are you here? We seem a little distracted. Um, Guys, please, when we are having engage us too, so it doesn't seem like we're just talking to ourselves, amen? So respond. All right. Um, um, I woke up that morning, and what was on my spirit was, you can upgrade your OS by yourself. You can upgrade your OS by yourself. The way your your iPhone, like those of us who are using phones, right? Um, I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about, right? Not cellular phone. So the way it says you have to plug it overnight, connected to the internet, and you wake up and then you see features that you didn't have the night before is the way you can go into the place of prayer, and you can come out with a strategy that you didn't go in with. See, the you, many of you are seeing in God's plan and visions, are a consistent prayer life away. It's the influence of the Holy Ghost. You can upgrade your OS. You can say, you know what, right now, uh, I'm still on Montgomery. That's for Mark. So I want to, I want to shift. I will, don't you understand what I'm saying? The capacity of your spirit is large. The Jesus we knew before he died, he, we didn't see him exactly walk through walls. We didn't see him exactly levitate. But after he, the Jesus that rose is not the same one that died. After he rose, he levitated into heaven. After he rose, he passed through the wall. When you look at the glorified body, you can just tell the capacities of your human spirit. When you lay hands on the sick and you see them recover, it just points you, they are signs, they are are pointing to something greater, they are a by the way situation. So when you lay hands on the sick, when you speak in tongues, you are speaking fluently in a language you would never learned. These things are just pointing you to possibilities in your spirit that can be. Heaven will mess our idea of geography, biology, and art. I was trying to explain to somebody that in the Bible, there are beings that are not angels, God, or demons. What are the 24 elders? 24 elders. What are the creatures Elijah saw? We don't know. I don't even want to imagine them. They are weird wheels that have eyes that are turning behind. You now not say fear not. Allow me to be afraid. So, they, they, are, they are beings, and so, I mean, that alone messes with our idea of biology. How are eyes on a wheel? So, they are, see, they are adventures in God. That's what I'm trying to say. There are adventures in God. There are possibilities in your spirit. They are, spend time praying. Pray every day, pray for long, Okay. Consistently yeah. pray every pray consistently pray for long occasionally. Ask somebody this morning. Well, did you fast, he said January. Ah, no, dearly beloved,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no. Pray occasionally. Pray long. Pray consistently. <laughs> pray long occasionally. Amen.
0: <laughs> if you so don't know, face your front. Just as your human physical form has hands you have a mouth, you have eyes. In the Spirit, the manifestations of the Spirit give you an idea of the possibilities. You know, speaking of, your hand can do things. It can heal the sick. You can walk miracles. That's our doings. You know, you can see. There's the word of, you can You can know what is on the heart of a person. There's a word of knowledge. There's a word of wisdom. Do you understand? There is, there is more. There's capacity in the Spirit. Amen. And if the Bible says, that this is what prayer is a way to humble yourself and increase the influence of this spirit in your life. Then, why not pray? I don't get. Did you get me? This this just made sense to me. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. This okay. I'll pray. Do you understand? So um, let's. There there are things. There there are just adventures in God. There are things to do. There's there's a lot in your spirit. There there are so many possibilities in this life that you are carrying. You know, and prayer is one, you know, is one way that God has given us, the technology, you know, to actually like activate a lot of these things. You see, when you spend time praying, when you spend time praying, you know. When you spend time praying, you see. When you spend time praying, you hear. When you spend time praying, you do. So, don't just say, oh, they say we should pray. I know, it's, it's, a, it's duty and delight. But we are now. We've now made it more of du- okay. We are praying, but it's just dead. It's not heartfelt. Mindless rambling. It's just mindless ramblings, performative tongues. You know, let it be that you are really praying, because there's 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 an expectation. There are possibilities. Let me jump quickly to. I mean, there's no. I was telling myself that there's no way we'll talk about prayer, and not just you know hit this. A little bit. I know you know the scripture already. James 5, 17. You know, the Bible says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he praised, prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months, man of God. For three years and six months. Do we read our Bible or not? Three years. you know the meaning of three years and six months? One man. You know, when you when we read this, I didn't know. Me, I know they read Bible that year, so I don't know not say James. Actually, explained that Elijah prayed. Me, I thought Elijah just went to meet Ahab and declared that, at my word, my word, there will not be rain. Boss, James helps us understand that he didn't just say at my. Oh, he didn't just helps. He, he helps us understand that he didn't just say at my word. The Bible says that it was a man with a nature like he prayed earnestly, you know. And if you look back also in the in the book of um, Second Kings, or is it First Kings? In the book of Kings, you know, you see that Elijah prayed. He kept praying. He kept praying. 1819,
1: 1 Kings 1819.
0: 1 Kings 1819. He kept praying. See, listen to me. Elijah was a man with a nature like you. He could get tired. I heard one of the most powerful things I heard about prayer, and it was random. I went to um, Pastor Oge's Circle Church camp meeting and Pastor David was leading prayer that day. He said, "So they have been praying all more camp meeting, me i was tired." <laughs> so he said, "Are you tired?" Everyone was like, "No!" Are you tired? He said, no. He said, me, I'm tired. (laughs) He said, me, I'm tired. But you know what? That's why the Bible teaches us to persevere in prayer. And Elijah got tired like you. But he prayed. And we are talking about Elijah, who did not have the Holy Ghost dwelling in him. See, there are possibilities in your spirit, and you need to start having adventures with God. You need to start having adventures in prayer. When I told Pastor Nelson, I said, I was meant to just do a teaching, like in this session right now, and then Pastor Nelson was going to close up. But I was praying and I was in my spirit out. Let's sit down and actually just talk about adventures in God. You know, adventures in prayer. You know, there's there's a lot that can be changed in prayer. Pastor Nelson, I want you, after this, we'll round this off and we'll move into that last session that we're talking about on prayer and the purpose and will of God, right? To be honest, I don't feel like we really we're not able to hit, but I just I hope it has blessed you so far. I hope you've picked a couple things. It's not an in-depth teaching, but we just want to point out a couple things. You know, the the thing is So, just briefly, from James 5:17, the Bible says that he prayed earnestly. Do you know the meaning of the word earnest? It's to have an expectation, like earnest, earnest. You know, um, amplified version helps us even even, even put it better. It says that it says that the heartfelt and continued. So you might be praying continuously, but it's not heartfelt. You might be praying heartfelt, but it's not continued. But it's the heartfelt. It's the, you know, it has to be heartfelt. It has to be continued. It has to be, you have to have expectations in prayer. See, some of you, the issues that your families are having, I believe in the instrumentation of the man of God. Pastor Nelson knows I honor him and I honor the office you know, that God has given to men. But even the office that God has given to men wants you to grow to. Stop calling them at 2AM for things that you can solve. I made a decision that there are just some things in our family. There are just some things in my life that I will not let happen. It just can't happen around me. My siblings are not saved. Why? It, there have to be Saved. You just have to be saved. You we will be saved if it I, I to, if it takes me ten years to pray on this, it will happen. You need to have a resolve. We are too soft. We, we don't. You have any? I will see, Some people would come to you. They say, I will say this, this, and this is happening. I say, Have you prayed? They say, I have prayed, but it's just that I've, you've not prayed. Have you
1: prayed? I even go further. Have oh. you prayed? Yes. Have you prayed about it? You say, have you, have you prayed? Yes, I've been praying. Have you prayed about it? Not really. So who, who are we fooling? So just to piggyback on what you said, if, this is not the best way to put it, but if it does not touch you, don't think it can touch God. Small you. If, if it does not touch you, many times prayer is to address situations and circumstances. And many times because the will of men are involved, you need to pray hard and long, Right? But if you don't pray consistently, you know, you're just praying, I was telling somebody, all this prayer of, Father, if it be thy will, it will never look like it's his will. Never. Faith begins when the will of God is known. So if you're not sure, you can't believe for it. So if you're not praying, you're not putting energy, directing spiritual energy on a matter. It's not touching you. You're not serious.
0: Let Let me round off with this before we move into prayer and the purpose of God. Pastor Nelson is going to expand a bit on that, all right? Guys, every spiritual activity has an end. Everything God designed has an end. I know they say, Godo. when he created man, there's a purpose. When he created prayer for you to communicate with him, there's a purpose. There's an end in mind. Overall, the goal is to reconcile men unto God. I hope you know that. While we have issues and things in this life, Right? The goal is to reconcile men unto God. You see, the part where we use the power of God in prayer to expose the works of the devil and disgrace the devil, eh, it's he points and reveals that the Christ is risen. Yeah. The fact that you speak in tongues in itself points that the Christ is risen. Because if I do not go, I will not be able to send the comforter unto you, right? So if, if Jesus was not resurrected, we won't have the spirit within, we won't have the spirit with us. Listen to me. Your life can give glory to God. Your life can give glory to God. Your life can glorify the Lord. Your life can honor God. People can look at you and say, this life glorifies God. This life honors God. So the end goal, God is building you up. To what end? Right? God is exposing the works of the devil. God is, you know, there's the miraculous stirred up in your life, but to what end? The salvation of souls is the priority of God. The reconciliation of man and God is the priority of God. And so when you pray, you see that this is the priority of God's heart. Let's say you're praying for souls. You're praying to an end. You're praying, you're stirring up the you workings know, of the Spirit in you. You're praying to an end. You must, you must pray like it means something to God. And if it means something to God, why shouldn't it mean something to us? Do you understand what I'm saying? So if your praying is praying is, being, is building you up for the work of ministry, just like the offices and teaching, right? Praying is building you up for the work of ministry, then pray like there's an end in mind. Pray like there's pray like it means something to the Lord. Amen. So we're just gonna dive now. We have we we're switched into what God will have us be ambassadors here on earth, right? We're ambassadors for Christ. I'm a Baptist boy, so there's something called royal ambassadors. Wear one funny brigade-looking uniform like this. I've got a royal ambassadors. It's nice. It's cute. But everyone is an ambassador. You are here to represent Christ. What a privilege. It's enough that you saved me. Hallelujah. It's enough that God saved me. To not have him say that, oh, there's something I can do for this person that saved me. What a privilege, right? So do it like it's the goal of your life. Do it like nothing else matters. Pastor Nelson, let's delve into it. You know, let's delve into prayer and the purpose and the will of God. This is the last one. From can I, here. Can I we, stand? Yeah. Yes, sir.
1: Okay. Oh, praise God, everybody.
0: So now they do me. Hallelujah!
1: See, sorry, in the evening session, eh? Evening session is a supernatural session, so I beg you. Let's not dull it. Let's plug in. As the water is there, plug in. Amen. But let me tell you something. It's foolishness, I'm joking. Anyways. It's shameful, it's shameful. Anyways, but this is what I'm trying to say. see, prayer and God's plan. Listen. If you don't pray... Backsliding does not start in one day. Taking a moonwalk does not start in one day. Backsliding starts from missing prayer times consistently. That's how it starts. See, the desires of God cannot be stoked in your heart if you don't pray. D.B. and I, whenever we call and we talk about the plan of God, we'll be on the phone for one hour, one hour plus. Sometimes we have to say, I'm going. I have work to do." He has to say his. I'll say it soon. In Jesus' name. Amen. for <laughs> me. Anyways. Um. In, the, in following God, if you don't pray consistently, the plan of God will not be found in your heart. I was telling him that there are some people that there are things God wants to do that God cannot talk to them about it. See, some, you know, I heard a man of God say something many years ago. I was telling DB. I didn't understand it then, but it makes a lot more sense now, even though there's a context that I can be better interpreted. He said, Basically, something why do some people die anyhow, more or less? He said, Number one, uselessness to the kingdom Can we better explain? But look, you know, every crossover, I will not die this year. Why should you not die? I went to a church, I said it, everybody shock. I was preaching. I said, Why should you not die this year? Everybody looked up. He said, Are you saying we should die? I said, Yes. <laughs> why should you not die? What is your life contributing to the quota of the king on the earth? A lot of us just want to live long. Why? If you live, if you live long enough, you will know that life is boring. There's nothing here, really. It's tiring. Right? But anyways, so when it comes to prayer and God's plan, it, it all starts from stirring the influence of the Spirit. As you stir the influence of the Holy Ghost on your heart, you fan it, you fan it, you fan it. There are many things in your life that will die naturally. I said this um, last supernatural class. A lot of people were shocked that I said it. Kokuma is here, so I can say it. I used to rap very well. I had a single. It was sweet. I still, when I hear a beat in my head, I still play around with it in my head. I'm still good, right? But I don't have the time. Or enough passion to pursue it. As I kept on praying, and I kept on praying, ministry became larger in my heart. And I just knew that this is the direction. You see, a lot of us are waiting, when it comes to following God's plan, you are waiting for an overwhelming encounter with, you say, Jesus stepped into my room, 12.35 a.m. He stepped in and he said, Arise, arise, arise. see, the, I hope you know you have been given a new heart. So when you pray and you subscribe to the nudgings of the spirit, the, the embers of your spirit are stoked and then you your desires are becoming even more purified. That overwhelming passion that comes upon your heart to do something for the Lord, it's a call. It's a call. The problem is because it is not spectacular enough, a lot of us are saying... Father, I don't know. I don't know. What don't you know? Or better still, some people are not partnering with any cause for the gospel. I'm going to get back to prayer, but besides just praying, your mind needs to be renewed. Your mind needs to be refocused. Are you with me? Your mind needs to be refocused. Sometimes I look, there was a time I looked at my account. I said, this money is too much. It was not like money was plenty. I Just sent to this ministry. Sent to this ministry. Because what are we using money for? It was not plenty. I just said it. What else are we using money for? I hope you know if you die, your money will be remaining in your account. And to be given to a next of kin. I have a friend. She passed. I knew she was going to pass. She knew she was going to pass. And she said something. She said, I'm not afraid of dying. I'm just afraid that when I meet Jesus, I will not have done enough. You know who I'm talking about, right? I'm just afraid that when I meet Jesus, I will not have done enough. When you see Jesus, what will you see? When I was telling, I was telling someone, and I said that when, um, believers, we get to our 30s first. In our 20s, we are in our 30s. Believers that are see. Because these days, there are believers who are not born again. <laughs> Some need help. It's semantics, you know what I'm saying. You get... um, You find people, for example, and then... um I, I was telling her, I said, see, there are people who get born again, more or less. And then when it comes to the things of God and the things of the Spirit, your social media, your Instagram... We are seeing nothing about the cause of the king. Nothing. We don't even know you are saved. It's a problem. And then you now say, I don't really know. God doesn't really talk to me about kingdom. Why? You will do nothing. If you've led a team before, maybe you're a project manager, you lead a ministry, there are volunteers that you know you can depend on. That's why Paul will say, greet everybody, especially... Them that are in the house of there is an sometimes I used to feel bad that other people I'm discipling, but there's some people that are more dear to my heart. Am I sure I'm not being bad? When I read Paul said, especially I say Paul, we're in the same boat. Some of you you are sponsoring nothing and you are partnering with nothing that has to do with the kingdom. Nothing. It's a, and you don't see it's a problem. It's a serious issue. As I'm talking, I start repenting. Is a serious issue. But bringing it back to the place of prayer, if you don't pray, you will not fulfill God's plan. The Lord told me something I will never forget. He said, I tell you things that are bigger than you, so it will take me to fulfill it. If you don't pray, it, it takes some kind of tenacity to stand in God's plan. You need to be dogged, dare shamelessness. There is a doggedness that comes to staying with God's plan. And that shamelessness is born in prayer. There's a man of God. He said he was watching TV, and imagine all the, Christi- the Christ, the the largest Christian association at that time. Everybody is attacking your ministry. He said they were attacking him. He turned on the TV. Him they were discussing. So if your children are there, remove them from that church. He said his heart broke. He went, he was praying, feeling bad for himself, going prayer. That's influence. You can enter prayer feeling sorry for yourself, but you will come out different. Your OS has been upgraded. He said he was feeling sad and sorry for himself. He went inside, he was praying, praying, praying. He said, Oh God, but I'm doing work. at some point. He said, But I'm born again. I have the Holy Ghost. See, when it comes to God's plan, follow it till the end. What are we living for? What are we living for? And if you don't pray, you will not follow God. Even when you understand leading, there are many things that are fighting for your attention. In this world, many things are fighting for your attention. And then you, as many things are fighting, you are still too busy to pray. It's a problem. One way to ward off flies is to find the embers of your spirit. Take time in prayer. There's a a particular assignment that the Lord has said before me now. I take time. In fact, every prayer time I have now, that's what it is. See, let the seal of God swallow you up. And one very easy way to start from there is to start from prayer. When you hear, of course, many of us knew in school, in your hundred level, there are many emojis. Raise your hand if you can relate. Many emojis. By 400 level, how many of them were still emojis? After you, co- in fact, in 400 level, some of them will come and tell you overwhelming visions. He said, the Lord spoke to me. The Lord shared to me. He said to me, he said, he said, he said, he entered my being and he said, I am sending thou to Brazil to win the, the Venezuelan line. And then you will say, God, Me, you are not telling me anything. Two years after they have settled in the bank. There's a man I saw. The Lord troubled me to tell him. The man is old. I met him. I said, Sir, there's a call on your There's a call on your life. Do you know what he told me? He said, Well, people have told him that. This man is old. He's in his at that time, he was in his fifties, forties, late forties, early fifties. He said, Well, people have told him, but let God's will be done. If he's God, he will do it. Cap, cap. He say, "If he's God, he will do it." <laughs> hey God, I beg. Listen, listen. A lot of that's how backsliding happens. You just take a moonwalk, one step, then the other. Before you know, you look around you and say, "How did I get here?" Hold your prayer life seriously. I remember when when I was about to leave school, I was telling. I was telling God, God, why is it that people leave school and in two years, three years, they're no more doing ministry? What is the problem? The thing is, there's a time to do ministry. If you don't enter then, you will not do it again. If you don't stay in God's plan, if you don't follow God, and a lot of people, when they talk of doing ministry, they think it's pioneering. You don't have to pioneer. Sometimes it's partnering. You partner. You contribute to the cause of the king in another platform. You partner, and how to do it is to pray. You stay pray, you stay pray, and you don't just ramble mindlessly. Prayer, you give yourself holy. As the man of God says it, you give you. Some of you don't even know who I'm quoting. You give yourself holy to it. Give yourself holy. Let your being be in prayer. Don't come and you say. I was speaking in tongues. Shabababa, mm. baba baba. You sweat. Helelelele. That's some they'll do it and I say, shut, shut up. <laughs> Get into prayer. Build your prayer life. Be intentional about prayer. Let's go of the crutches. Some of us cannot pray without songs playing in the background. Let's go of the crutches. You are just vibing. You are. The song is playing. You're not know, seeing. Spread pray. pray. We're gonna pray now for a short while. And it's at that time somebody will hold Bible. Mmm. Hmm. Don't Don't try it. I remember I had prayers with some volunteers in Lagos. We prayed for about six hours, was it? Thereabouts. And as we just pray, somebody will sit down. I say, We don't do that here. Stand up, stand up, stand up. And that person will just as we just praying, she just brought her earpiece. I say, Dearly beloved, remove the earpiece. Pray. Let's go of crutches. Let's go. It's, it has its place sometimes. You might want to just receive a stare to pray yet more. But when you cannot pray without music, it's a problem. When you cannot pray without a stare, I hope you know the things of the spirit are not, the emotions should be att- attached to them, but they are not emotional. Whether you feel it or not, he that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Whether your tongues are consonant or not, a lot of people don't understand. They think that the power in tongues is the depth of the syllables. Oh mono, that's when the tongues is deep. What makes tongues powerful is not how it sounds is that it comes from the spirit of a regenerated man. Are you with me? So the tongues of your parents that you have been laughing at, maybe that's the reason you are saved. I just tell you, have you heard Bishop Wale okay speak in tongues? Very you know he's an ancient, ancient. But I was scrolling on YouTube one day and I said, Bishop waleoke can I just and I heard him pray. this I said, I heard it, I said, mm, You have been praying, sir. Bishop Wale, I, I end with this story. He was going to, he went to he the Lord was about to launch sword of the spirit ministries, and then he went to the church. He went to Pailton then. And then he told Pailton, he said, you know, this is what the Lord is saying. Pailton said, "It's wrong. That God is no more anointing David. All, the, all David should go back to Saul. Meaning you no, know, God is no more starting new churches. They should all go back to the Orthodox churches. Right? I think he told Bishop. But Bishop is a touting the them. spirit. Bishop, we not not send anybody. And then he told Bishop Wally. Bishop Wally's heart was heavy. He was like, Heavy, so he entered a room. He entered his office, the office that time. I mean, flyers. His staff then were like, What did uh, Payelty say? What you know, he didn't answer any of them. He just went into his office. He went in, he knelt down, he prayed in tongues. He said, I spoke in tongues for about 45 minutes, and I began to laugh. Influence, he said, and I began to laugh. When they now say that, he now said, You will laugh, better receive. <laughs> Better receive. He said he said. He began to laugh and he just knew that that was breakthrough in the spirit. Many of us are always, you are, when it comes to God's plan, you are sharing with somebody because you are looking for validation. Better go back to prayer. It takes God to fulfill his plan. Go back to prayer. Steer the influence of the Holy Ghost. Stop looking for who will um, um, empathize with you. Pastor said something in 2016. Then I didn't understand it. Now I see it better. He said the only emotion God understands is revelatory knowledge, revelation knowledge. God, under, We do not have a high priest who is not touched by the feelings of our infirmity. God understands that sometimes you are pain, you are hungry, blah, blah, blah. That's one of the implications of the incarnation. Right? We see that. But if it comes to moving things and working with God, you put your emotions at the back. If you're going to do things for God, you will flow with his plan. God said it in season and out of season. Whether I feel it or whether I don't feel it, I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to walk with God. We're going to pray now for a few moments. It's not long. It's just about two hours plus. Two hours plus. Listen, I want you to give yourself wholly to it. Give yourself. Don't just pray and ramble mindlessly in tongues. If you get tired, pray about it. Are you with me now? In the middle of the prayer, if you are tired, pray about it. Like if, if you get tired after one hour, just say, Father, as I pray for this next 30 minutes, I'm tired. Help me and start praying about it. Yes. Somebody met me and said, I've not really been praying. I said, have you prayed about it? Somebody said, I don't pray like I used to. Pray like you used to. I used to pray two hours, but I don't know what happened. You know what? Start praying two hours. That's how to do it. We are just emotional. Emotional intelligence. We are too much. We we have problems. So we are going to pray. And I want you to give your heart to pray. Make the prayer time count. As much as I like group prayer meetings, I can forego group prayer meetings for personal prayer times. I don't joke with it. Many of us, our prayer life is meeting to meeting. Repent today. Meetings are just to help you. And meetings, prophecies can come, but if you want to give birth to what the Lord has given to you, your personal prayer time can never be neglected. A man who does not pray cannot do much for God. Better believe it. John Hyde was a man who shifted India. John Hyde. His heart shifted when he prayed. Because of his prayer posture, he would lay on the floor and he would pray. There's the um, Creek Ridge Revival. People gathered around rocks or stones and prayed for hours. When he talks of revivals, you see Father Nash. There is no move of God without prayer. No move of God without prayer. You see Baba Debo, you say, thank you. Daddy. Please get me. In. The power of God is strong on me. If the man tells you his devotional structure, at Baba's age, he still prays in tongues four hours every night. People still see him walk around camp. Back then, he, you know, deboe um, was saying that they will gather for days, the weekends they will pray. You are 20, you are 25, you are 28. He said, I don't really know, I don't really have time. I have deadlines. Everybody can pray, but you've not found excuse, you've not found the reason to pray. Excuses! Excuses! Everybody can pray, but you've not found reason enough to pray. Have you, seen, have you seen people when their wife is dying, they will remember tongues? I used to tell people then in school, I said, when your child has problems and you don't have, and no doctor is around, what do you do? You say, Father, I take control. A <laughs> friend of mine, I shared this story. He said, his brother, his his young, his sister's son, his nephew, his eyes was already rolling back. And then they had called, they had access to Dr. Paul and they had called him he was not picking. He was downstairs. He was just here. you know. He ran upstairs. He said, give me the boy. He held him. He said, Joshua, Joshua, come back. The guy just came back to life. He laid him down. He, you know, there's a way you now walk out of the room. Your CGPA in the house will increase. It will increase. You bounce out. You bounce out. My dad does not know the level to which I do ministry until one day he stumbled on my YouTube. He said, ah, no know how. I don't know your name. The day he comes to my ministry, I'll just pick somebody. I said, "Your name is Pa Pa Pa." When we go home, he say, "Man of God." I say, "I were you, sir." <laughs> Amen. Amen. So listen, we're gonna pray. The God Man prayed. Our perfect example. We must pray. Listen, nobody's going to lead this prayer. Nobody's going to preach. You see six hours, you have four guest ministers, three ministrels. You have not prayed. Nobody's going to play instrumental. Nobody. Protocol is here. If you are bowing, we we'll say, arise, arise. Awake, awake, thou that sleepest. Arise from the dead and Christ will give you life. So listen, we're going to pray. So, On this side, let's stack the chairs to the right, to my right. So stack it to the, actually, let's try not to scatter. This row, let's stack the chairs to this, to this, this thing. Please watch your properties, your phones, everything. Oh, Was this here? Mdb, um, db. DB. Hallelujah. Answer me, Hallelujah. I hope people will not be like this in the evening session. We'll just do evening session 3 to 4. Hallelujah. God. Hey, God. Hall-
0: Woo- this Abuja spirit, shake it off. Shake it off. All right. We're going to pray. See, we, we had a lot more to say, but it's like next time, Now three hours ago, use Three hours. Because that's just like half a phone call. Guys. All right, so we, we, we because I, I just wanted to address that we meant to take questions and all that. I don't know how we do that. Maybe you send it to an email or something. Or do you have questions? Don't have questions. Do you just pray. You have questions. Okay. Hi. Um.
2: Thanks, Pastor Nelson,
1: and thanks, Daniel Bentley. My question is um, actually concerning what heartfelt, how, okay, yes, where we're to pray continue and heartfelt. But well, at times when um, you, you are not just in that place, how do you get to, how do you bring yourself to pray heartfelt when you are not just there? Okay. Yeah. Um, Thing about prayer is prayer, no, hold on. Prayer is... Um, prayer is discipline. Everybody, are we here? We seem more distracted by the chairs. Prayer is discipline. So, there are many times that even in prayers, your, your mind wanders. You will call your mind back. It's the same way that in prayer, your emotions, you know, you're, you're not just feeling it. You will call yourself back. So, if you are praying... And one way to be heartfelt on a matter is to have focus in prayer. If you are praying on a matter... You bring your, you know, James that said that he gave an example of Elias, Elijah. And what Elijah, Elijah prayed and put his head between his knees. I'm sure it was not because he was feeling something or he was being emotional about it. It was because he wanted to, he was, it was like birth pangs. You know, people even said that that's the posture that women who wanted to give birth in those days take when they want to give birth, right? So what he did was when your mind wanders and when you're not feeling it, you're not in that space you call yourself back. And one thing that really helps me is the Bible says the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. So if you are not feeling it, start in the flesh, end in the spirit. Start mechanically, continue from there. So there are times where we may not feel it, we're like, I'm not really feeling it. Especially on a matter, you will call your mind back. You will stay on it. What we do is, if your emotions are wandering, you call your emotions back. So prayer is, as much as prayer is discipline. As much as prayer is discipline in its consistency, is discipline in its practice as well. In its practice. So, as we pray consistently, in prayer, your mind... You, there are times when your mind is saying, press your phone, press your phone. You say, no, let me finish. There are times when your mind will be said, your mind is wondering, you say, no, I will pray this prayer. That's good. I hope I answered the question. Can I add to that?
0: In another vein, heartfelt is understanding the heart of prayer in itself. So let's say, for example, you see people that don't like praying. They've never prayed in their life before. Like the example Pastor Nelson gave. Maybe the wife is about to die. It will feel like praying. Yes or yes? It will feel like praying. Why? Because what is at stake is heavy. So the question is what's at stake? Yeah. One more question. Anybody?
1: No? Three? Two? Pastor about- Ben? Okay, okay.
2: Okay, praise the Lord. Okay, another very important thing I think is, see, the Word of God. I think the Word of God and prayer are so interconnected. Sometimes you don't feel like praying when you think through the Word. The Word kind of inspires you to pray. And prayer itself also inspires you to study the Word. So you don't feel like praying. Think through the Word at times. As you're praying, I mean, I begin to just confess the Word. Just think through the Word. You were making mention of a man of God who was broken and he began to pray. And the next thing is, but I'm born again, right? So the realities of the word, of what the word says about you, they just strike you. Yeah. And the word has a way of inspiring you. Before you know it, you are out of there. You're praying. So that's what I think.
1: Thank you, Pastor Benjamin. Thank you. I don't think we have any other questions. Since nobody raised their hand. All right, one more. Oh, I was blind now, I see. So you said something, right? Mm. Say that if you're um, looking at your phone or anything, what if your Bible's on your phone and like the Holy
2: Spirit gives you a scripture but you Use don't remember the scripture. Bible. But you didn't bring a hard copy Bible.
1: So this is the thing. We underestimate how distracted we can become. We underestimate how distracted we can become. If So on my phone, I, I don't see my notifications except I open the app. I set it that way. I don't see my notifications except I open the app. And even with that, I still discipline to not... I go on social media breaks, I turn my phone. This is when my phone rings, I'm upset. Why are you calling me? So, when we look at our phones, you know, you are checking a scripture. Well, you can be disciplined and just check it and drop the phone. But as much as possible, digital minimalization. Our phones are devils. The reason why many people are struggling with anxiety is too much screen time. But that's talk for another day. So, um, yes. But as much as possible, use hard copy Bible. Because you will be amazed how you went from you version to Instagram. It works wonders. From you version to YouTube. And then you just stayed here. You are just checking. The prayer, you have 15 minutes, the scripture came to you, you were pressing your phone. Wow, this verse of scripture. And you just went. You say, ah, Instagram, just check it. Four hours. Whew. They're like, wow, I don't know. Pray, you know, So don't do that, all right? Just minimize everything. Praise Jesus. So. I, I trust you were blessed by the teaching of God's word. Nelson Pihadwa Ministries is a mandate that seeks to see men say, train that sent. For more
0: ministry content, visit us at tme forward slash And for contact details, follow on Instagram at nelsonbejagwa. God bless you.